All right, today's passage is Genesis 38, and we have another very uh, murky morality here. So it's important to remember that the Bible is not a book about morality. It is not simply uh, telling us, you know, who to emulate and who not to emulate. Now, if you see the context of this, Genesis 38 is smack dab in the middle of the story of Joseph. Now, we know that the story of Joseph can really be summed up in Genesis 50-20, that what man intends for evil, God uh, can turn for good. And this is a key part of that because it is Judah who leads the assault against uh, Joseph, but it is also Judah that is going to be the one who is willing to lay down his life for Benjamin. And here in 38, there is a little bit of a cutaway to see what is it that is causing Judah um, to grow or to change. And it's not a good thing. Uh, He's going to basically hit rock bottom. Now, there's a lot of things going on. First of all, uh, Judah marries a Canaanite woman because he essentially lusts after her. Um, and so he has, uh, three sons, one, two who are older and one who is very young. Now the oldest one takes a wife, Tamar, but he dies. So the second one, Onan is being asked, what he's being asked to do is to have sex with his, uh, brother's widow so that the children, uh, might be able to continue his family line. Now, what the Bible says Onan's problem is, is that he knows that the offspring would not be his. Now, what does he mean by that? Um, Because it would be his, right? It's not like he would impregnate um, and then, you know, abandon this child. It would be his child. The only thing that it would not is in terms of the inheritance and in terms of that family lineage uh, would not be his. But I want you to think about this. That means that Onan's inheritance is not in question, right? Uh, Because it's really his children's inheritance that's going to be there. And so what he is doing is not just... um, not just hold, restraining the inheritance from uh, his brother, it's really trying to keep it for his own family. And he doesn't see, and this is kind of the theme here, even with Judah and Joseph, he doesn't see uh, his own biological child as his child. He doesn't see this child that would be as his own. Um, and he doesn't care for it as his own. Similarly, the way Joseph didn't, or Judah didn't see Joseph as his brother, um, as his own. Now, uh, Onan dies because God strikes him down. Um, and Tamar then is being asked to wait for Shelah to grow up. Now, we don't know um, that how old he was, but we presume it wasn't super long um, because of verse 14. Shelah does grow up and Judah forgets her. Now, that's, again, important. Judah forgets her because what's Judah's problem with Joseph? He forgets. He just puts it out of his mind. Um, And so Judah then goes and uh, Tamar has this whole thing where she pretends to be a prostitute. Um, Why is Judah visiting a cult prostitute? He even articulates that it's a cult prostitute. It's not just any prostitute, right? It's a cult prostitute that is meant to be an act of worship to another god. Yeah, because Judah's pretty far gone. And then his righteous anger, um, similarly to David with Bathsheba, uh, he goes, he finds out Tamar's pregnant, is upset at her, even though, right, he should have remembered to give Shelah to her um, for offspring. 
and she basically pulls out his stuff and is like, hey, it's you. Um, now, Judah comes to a realization. What is that? Verse 26. She is more righteous than I, since I did not give her to my son, Selah. So there's two things here. There is a repentance, an acknowledgement of his sin. There is um, a change, because he doesn't go have sex with her again, which you would think, right, should be kind of obvious, but maybe not. Um, and But she is more righteous than I. She is more worthwhile than I. She is more important in my eyes than I am right now. And we see this uh, a little bit being foreshadowed because when she does come to give birth, she actually gives birth to twins, uh, and it's very similar to Jacob and Esau, uh, the birth of them as twins. Now, what's going on here? We are seeing the turning of Judah, albeit the slow beginning turning, because from the guy who doesn't regard his brother as family, who doesn't remember the mistakes that he's made or the people that he's hurt, who doesn't care and is really impulsive and just living by lust. This is going to be the same man that years later is going to lay down his life for his brother Benjamin. Um, why? Because in this instance, the start of his relationship with Tamar, a, a you know, in most cultures, nobody, a widow, right, of the first son who he could just kick out, yet she begins to understand the importance of that family and the importance of that lineage. And albeit she goes about it in a very strange way, um, she does understand that. And Judah is eventually going to understand that. Now, for us, when we think about the family of Christ, we're not just thinking about our biological family. We're saying to every person in the family of Christ, what does it mean to see them? What does it mean to remember them? And what happens when we don't? Because so much of this, this chapter is what happens when we don't. What happens when we disregard uh, the family of God, the people of God, the community of God for our own satisfaction? 